Hello? Hey, Merlin Man. Ooh. How are you? Ooh. They can't, they can't hear that, can they? Yeah, they can hear that. Oh, is that rock music? Yeah, they hear everything. Hmm. I, I wish I could believe you. I wish they I could hear believe it. you. They hear everything. Hmm. Hmm. Everything. <laughs> everything. Are we, are we on the thing? Yeah, we're live. Oh, gosh. I feel kind of stupid. I, uh... I, I didn't eat enough. I haven't eaten. I'm not having tea. I'm having uh, jasmine tea from Trader Joe's, so I think I'm going to be in pretty good shape. Mm. Yeah, we don't have a Trader Joe's here yet in Austin, but I've been to them when I was out out west. They're great. We're rumored to get one here. Hope it happens. You're kidding. Why, why would you not have one in Austin? Is that because uh, you're all uh, mobbed up with that Whole Foods deal? I, I have no idea why. Isn't that where Whole Foods is like based? Yeah, they're based out of here, sure. Hmm, I wonder if they got some kind of mob thing going on. Well, they're rumored, rumored to get a new one, so. Maybe uh, Trader Corleone. <laughs> I made a joke to you yesterday <laughs> that I'm really, really embarrassed I got wrong. All right. It's not important. It's just that I, I, I made the wrong Godfather reference, and it's almost as bad as uh, Porkins and Wedge. Did I play along? Yeah, you always do. You mm. see, it's not your job. <laughs> it's not your job to tell me when I'm incorrect. I guess that's good. Although I think I could really use the help, Dan. I got to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, not really. Okay. Yeah. Let's start over. Did we start? Sorry. Good week. Big week. Huge week. Oh God, this week has been it's been wider and longer and deeper. Ahulahula, mm. which is Hawaiian uh, for big week. I think most of the Hawaiian language is made up on the, like on the fly. I think it's it's kind of like a what a Polynesian pig Latin. Hmm. Don't you think? Yes. It seems like you could just kind of. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go ping pong here. But I think I could probably just make up a lot of Hawaiian if I needed to. <laughs> also, what's the deal with spam? <laughs> why is spam such a thing there? Do you know why? Because they they don't have the same kind of uh, email filters that we have. Oh, okay. All right. So somebody comes in and you want a uh, a hot press Viagra sandwich. Best best sandwich. World class sandwich. Discount sandwich, cheap sandwich. Why those SEO guys? You don't want to get them mad. New version of uh, Mac OS X was announced today. But I don't think that's appropriate for this show. Well, you know It's what? not even Mac OS X. It's just OS X now. Oh, God. We should record this later. You know what? Let's save it for the other guys. But no, I, I woke up and I, I uh, you guys were... Uh, you and... Um, you and Bruce Wayne were talking about it on uh, Build and Analyze. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I went, what? And then I had to go look at my internet computer and see that uh, Grooves was showing off talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I walked into a room in a hotel. Mahatma Gandhi was there. He said, we're going to fix this peace thing. I had never been, experienced this before. I said, Gandhi, what do you mean, peace? He says, you heard me ask. Sorry, Mark. Um, it's exciting. Now, now I, I know, you know what? We got a lot of other things to talk about, but it sounds like, is this a good thing? Are we excited about this? Yeah, I think some people are fairly excited. John Syracuse, who will have to write the review, is going to be especially excited, especially oh, now that they're on a John year. Mark. They're going to be releasing one new version of OS X every year, so John will be perpetually he writing said that? a review. Yeah. Huh. That's a lot of commitment. Yes. For John, so you especially. Think, think they're be, you think they're going to be around for a while? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm just saying that's, uh, you know, in, uh, in economics and uh, uh, well, Wall Street, they call it a forward, forward uh, glancing statement. 
Hmm. Just full disclosure, I don't know what stocks are. So <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even know how to disclose. Oh, you know, you know why it's been a big week? I'll tell you why it's been a big week. Can I have a little bit of follow-up? Oh, yeah, please. Is that okay? I mean, this is already a weird show, isn't it? Because I didn't eat. It's my fault, right? You didn't eat anything? Okay, two problems. First of all, I didn't... No, I didn't even want to get a hot dog. I mean, we're officially, as a household, going back to paleo. We're officially... It's not official because we haven't bought any food yet, but we're pretty sure we're going back to paleo. Why would you not want to eat a hot dog then? I mean, aren't there all kinds of problems with a hot dog? You're saying just eat the wiener. Oh, okay. So let's back up. When you say hot dog, the implication is that you're eating a bun. To you, a hot dog is the wiener inside of a bun. That's a hot dog. But like if you go into the grocery store and you you ask the guy, where's the hot dogs? And you go over, he's going to point at the case. There's going to be the wieners in a pack and that's going to say hot dogs on it. So is the hot dog the whole thing or is the hot dog just the wiener? Is just the wiener by itself? If you're asking the question, I would sidle up just a little bit too close to the person at Safeway, which is always dangerous. And and I I, I would smile a little bit and pause a little too long. And I could go, where are the packages of multiple wieners? And then I'd wink. Okay, you're absolutely, you're right. A hot dog. Wieners, what you use in a hot dog? Use a wiener. A hot dog is a sausage served in a sliced bun. Mm, Could be sliced, could be bored out. Anyway, that's that's it. So you're right. So when you say hot dog, I'm so used to eating hot dogs without a bun that to me, the hot dog now is synonymous with the wiener part. I've got a photo up on the Flickr somewhere of uh, something I, I probably didn't invent, but I made a uh, Atkins paleo dog that I used to eat a lot of. So you get an all beef dog. First of all, don't buy that crap with the other stuff in it. Get a beef. Get a beef. And uh, you get a beef wiener and you put it between like maybe... Is like, this PG or... Hmm? Go ahead. What are you talking about? Nothing. No, it's AD. This is all after dark. Okay. You go in and you get, get some two big ass pieces of like, uh, I like, uh, you know, I'd avoid that iceberg lettuce. That's a sham. That's not even real lettuce. It's like, a, you know, like American cheese substitute. Like get real, honest to God, like um, what's the kind they use in uh, romaine? Get some, you know, some kind of nice lettuce. Put your grill it, grill it or saute your wiener. You put it in there and then you put on some tomatoes. Um, you put in some uh, good mustard. And some maybe some little cherry tomatoes, and you top it off with celery salt, and you got yourself a an Atkins friendly wiener dog. Hmm. Now that that's all it passed. You can eat tomatoes in the paleo, right? Did they did they grow tomatoes in caves? Sure. It's, if it's a vegetable, you can if it grows in the ground, or if it's something that you can use your own two hands and maybe a you know a sharpened tool. That's pretty much the philosophy. If you can pull it up out of the hmm. ground, or pull it off a tree, or kill it, need it. And it's probably good. If you have to harvest it with a uh, combine harvester and process it and fortify okay. it, uh, maybe don't eat that. But like a, like a water meter. If you had something stick, uh, stick in a couple strong hands, you could pull that out and eat it. Is that the thing where you you put a blindfold on and you hold it with, with two hands and like one stick goes one way, the other stick goes the other way and you follow it and then it points down and when it shoots, pulls your hand to the ground, you found water? Dousing. I think you're, no, that, that used to be no. Dousing, dousing is when you spray water on something. I think you're thinking of Freemasons. That's, that's the one where you got to come in and they act like you're going to throw you off a cliff. I've probably said too much already. Are you a Freemason? I couldn't say if I were. Could I? I thought no, you no. could. So that's proof hmm. you're not. I would love okay. to be a Freemason. And if there's anybody listening who is a Freemason and you're looking to expand the Austin group, I would be an excellent addition for a variety of reasons. I was going to become a Freemason, but I did a little bit of due diligence and I found out that they're not making a lot of money. So now I'm a freemium Mason. <laughs> so initially, <laughs> that's, that's not funny. It's my daughter's here. It's not even a joke. 
That's not funny. Anyway, I, you know, because I think I feel better. I just did some traveling, you know, and I, when I travel. Do you get sick? Oh, God, the room. Have you, do, you, do you still follow Quit Touching My, my Toilet Paper? Is that, is that one of my blogs you follow? I didn't know that was a blog. You're kidding. I remember you writing about it. I didn't know. Yeah. Are, what is the domain? I don't know. Are you touching? Are quit t- quit, yeah, go to, uh, just Google quit touching my toilet paper. Quit, quit touch, touching. It's the first result. If I said quit, T-O-U-C, that's the first thing. Yeah, it's called quit, SEO. Quittouching.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. Seriously enough, with enough, the folding, going the folding. for a kind of akimbo two days ago, 26. What is it? Okay, I get it. So every time I got to deal with that diamond thing, I take a picture. <laughs> so this is how we know if you're traveling or not. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> could be Vegas, could be Disneyland. I'm not yeah. going to tell you. Okay. Um, but no, it's it's really hard. It's hard to eat. And and like, can I be dead honest? Hard to oh, eat? So the toilet paper? I was visiting with some people. Like I do. You know? I mean, as a lot of people know, well, may not know, I am actually a drug mule. Uh, I don't actually go and do these talks. It's mainly so I can take uh, pseudoephedrine to people who need it in my butt. And then I will <laughs> stop and do a talk, you know, just to have something to put it's on your the... your cover. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Something on the invoice. <laughs> you can't say, can't say butt medicine. That won't, that won't make it out of uh, AP. Um, it's bad. It's really bad. And uh, I came home from visiting with some friends. One of my favorite parts of visiting with friends is when I get back to the Marriott at night. The thing is... I'd like to have a little snack. Now, I know. I travel enough to know that I must always, especially in Marriott, because they usually give you a little fridge. This is why you should only go to Marriott's. Um, you should keep a little food in there, because you're always going to be, if you've been visiting with friends, and let's be honest, it's drinking with my clients. I come home, and then I want something. When By home, I mean a Marriott. And so what do I do? I end up in the thing called the market, which is a very convenient thing in almost every Marriott, which is a place by the front desk where you can get all kinds of like important stuff, like, like, like uh, beer and emodium. And, and snacks. And I had my first Hot Pocket. Oh, and that was something like three nights ago, and it still hasn't gone away. That's terrible. It's, it's like something from D&D. It's like something you like put in somebody's ear, and then they just keep discovering it for a year. I, I, that <laughs> night, as I ate it, as I shoved these tiny little like baby testicle-sized meatballs and sauce into my mouth wrapped in this like cardboard, I was just sitting there weeping, sitting there in this filthy bed weeping. Marriott's a nice place, but you know, let's not get into the bed thing. <laughs> yes, I'm eating in bed. I'm looking at my iPhone. I'm doing everything wrong. And I just, I sat there and I mean, it's, you know, it's like, it's like making out with somebody where you go, this is going to end badly. This is, this few minutes of putting your tongue in, in somebody's mouth is going to lead to months of pain. And I did that. I put my tongue in, into the mouth of the uh, hot pot pocket, I think it's called. And the next day, I don't think you should taste your food the next day, Dan, even mm. if it's really good food. You mean you, you, know don't, I mean? you, you mean taste it after you've eaten it, not taste the same food like this as leftovers? I mean, it's consumed me. Like, it's, it's deep, deep inside of me in a Ridley Scott kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was tasting them little balls all day. Oh. It, was, it was bad. That's not real tomato. They didn't pick that out with their own hands. So I got to go back to the paleo, but we got follow-up. We got lots of follow-up. I'll be quick about it. I, I have well, anything, anything I can do to support you in okay. improving your diet. I'm happy to try. You know, and help I would you. really like that. I would actually really like that. I think, I think, I think it's time. I think it's time to go back because I did feel better. And like I told you when I, when I was on the Atkins, which, which I think you don't care so much for. Well, it's similar. Was, it's, it's, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's around the right. It's misunderstood. I mean, the problem was the original Atkins diet from the seventies is not crazy. It's just that I think he got a little bit, 
I think he got a little bit full of himself and got nuttier and stopped telling people it's not about eating bacon all the time, right? It actually is closer to the same thing. You're supposed to eat a bunch of vegetables too. But anyway, um, so no more Hot Pockets. <sighs> yes, yes, Barry Thrills on Twitter. I, I have to assume that the Hot Pocket was probably in somebody's ass at some point. That's just, that's just the thing that you got to do now. Man. Man. Did someone else prepare it for you? No, I put it in a little microwave. It was scalding. To come out of a package, I haven't eaten anything out of a package like that in Dan, I microwave it right in the bag. I mean, I, I came in the bag. Dan, I should be. There should be a health film about this. Whether you freeze the frame and have little callouts that would just go. First of all, just me walking into the Marriott and entering the market after I've had some bourbon drinks. I should not even be allowed near the hot pockets. They should say, you know what? Once you have this big water and this ibuprofen, go to sleep like a man. Instead, I bought a hot pocket, a bag of potato chips, and a Snickers bar. Snickers bar. It's terrible. I don't want to drag you down into this, Dan. This terrible. is terrible. It's is the is worst. Not help, it's not helping people. It's the We're worst. here to help people. No. Okay. Well, let's let's circle back to that. Maybe in the AD because I don't know how much time you got, but I do need your help, and I need your counsel, and I need to hear that advice again that you gave me that was so useful, which was just because you can't eat that uh, grass-fed BS that tastes, that tastes like salmon, you should still go out and 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 have a variety of meats. As, as I recall, you're very into elk. You get a lot of elk at your house. Not a lot. You sent me some elk. I got some of the 365 elk. It's economically priced. That's a real. That has got to be the whitest. Do you remember when you sent the sent made. us elk? Did I do that? Yeah. Did you get it? Yeah. Was it any good? Yeah. It's real good. We're talking about personal stuff now, but I sent you. I sent your family a, a modest housewarming gift. And we talked about this shortly after. It was wonderful. Yeah. Elk was it? Was it jerky or was it? Uh, no, fillet? it was a. Um, was a basket was an elk basket. <laughs> it was a. It was like. Well, I don't know what they call this. It's not a sausage, but it's in, it's in like a, a it has like a casing. Ooh, like chorizo? And then you, you cut it and you slice it. I, that chorizo freaks me out. I don't, know, I, I don't know, know who what ever thought that was a good idea. It was very you good. Ever get, you ever get chorizo and it looks like a sausage, but it's really like, it's a bunch of like red meat inside of saran wrap? I'm looking. You don't want to grill that. Chorizo? Chorizo? Chorizo. That's a this was not pretty, like that, but this looks very, pretty, pretty fresh sausage, in which case it must be cooked before eating. But it wasn't a wiener. I'm going to need a lot of help with this. We're already burning cycles. 1429. We've got to move on. <sighs> but anyway, the elk. You sent elk. You sent bison. There's one other thing. Hmm. It was great, though. Thank you. I, I went Again. to a place the other night for dinner with my friends uh, that had a lot of variety meats. It's a, it's a butcher shop slash restaurant. That sounds and great. I, I, I copped out and got one of the best ribeyes I've ever had. But they had all kinds of stuff. I think you could get like marrow punch. Uh, you could get like ho- ho- hooflets, like uh, hoof poppers. <laughs> I, you know, can I just say, even with the lack of dignity that I have, I will f- refuse to eat anything that has popper at the end of the name. I don't care what it is. It could, it could be like, I don't care. Like, like, like a breast popper, a ribeye popper, a got it by voices popper. I'm not putting it in my mouth. Moving on. Okay, so uh, follow-up. You know, you know what the most important piece of follow-up is, and this is called cross-promotion. We have to make sure that people... Uh, who like things like this, and I'm sorry if you do, go listen to the uh, special. That, that special was between the two episodes, so we can mention it, right? Oh, definitely. You should mention it. It's in, it's in the um, show notes, too, but uh, we did a special. Uh, John Syracuse, who's the host of a show called Hypercritical, uh, he was unable to record, and I thought, well, 
maybe we could use this opportunity to do something really cool. And I brought it up with, with um, you, Merlin, and I brought it up with Marco Arment, who does another show here called Build and Analyze. And I said, wouldn't it be awesome to get the, the two of you guys together and, and the three of us can do a, do a little show? And uh, it was it was a phenomenal show. It was a great fun to do. Thank you for doing it. You guys it. were really good. And it was a, it's called Kinda Critical, and we've got it linked in the show notes. But if you're just browsing around, you can go to the 5x5.tv slash specials slash four. And you'll see it there. It was great. You guys were so much fun to have on the show. And everybody, everybody loved the show and wants it to be a regular thing. And even more so, we talked about doing the, the morning zoo. We kind of announced it there that we're going to be starting the morning zoo uh, show. Do you think anybody would actually listen to that? Oh, I'd listen to the heck out of that. We should talk about this offline, but I had an idea for how that could actually work that wouldn't be stupid. Which would be to do it in the morning live, maybe once a week to start. If if by in the morning you mean every morning and by once a week you mean mm-hmm. five days a week, I'm on board. Well, obviously that's what I meant. Okay. Don't you think people would, like, did you get any longevity out of the daily shows? I thought that was the thing that was very, uh, a lot of work and people didn't listen to them a lot. We had decent, decent downloads, fairly good. I would say the downloads were fairly good. But w- what was a problem for me was the fact that uh, I kind of went back and forth with with a different f- few different formats from it. The daily format is a t- is a really tough thing if you don't. This is what I don't know if people understand. Doing a short daily show, like something that's five to ten minutes long, where you're reporting the news or something, that's much more approachable and and much more manageable to do than something where you're doing thirty minutes or an hour. Especially when you have no production staff, you have nobody sort of saying here are the news stories and. It's, it's, it was interesting listening to Marco talk about, uh, or not Marco, um, Horace went and uh, he went to, what was it, The Daily Show, right? He and was on The Daily Show? He wasn't on it. He attended it. And, oh. and he was talking about did, how... Did he, bring a, did he bring a chart? <laughs> I don't know. And he basically said, you know, there is so much preparation and work that goes into this show that they've got dozens and dozens of people working together to produce it. I'm not saying I would need dozens of people to, to do a daily show. I might need one or two to help out with the production and, and get all of the, the news and the guests and all of those things lined up. So it's something that I want to revisit, something I want to do. And I do have a new show that's coming out soon that probably won't be daily, but it, it, it takes an incredible amount of work. A morning zoo, though, a guy like you shows up, you bring the zoo with you. You I bring disagree. Along I disagree. You. I disagree on most of that. I disagree because, like, I, like I, I mentioned, we tried this just a little bit, kind of off the cuff with "You Look Nice Today," and I don't know. There's this term I, I, I made up that probably doesn't make any sense. I call it the first Toyota, and I, I, this is somebody like uh, like Tarpoy could probably explain this better. But if you think about how much it costs for the first, like a new model of a Toyota, the first one of those that rolls off the line costs probably millions and millions of dollars. If you take into account all of the R and D. And the second one costs eighteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know that you don't make your money off the first Toyota. You make your money off the you know hundred thousand Toyota, right? The fact that now that you've done all that work, you can sell a bunch of them, right? If they only ever mm-hmm. made one iPad, it wouldn't have been very profitable. And and so the problem is that I think it's a lot of work to get people in one place, especially in the morning for a short show. I don't know if you get the uh, what Horace calls incremental value out of that. I have a chart on that. It's a stack bar check, uh, stack uh, bar chart so it's a little bit misleading but it's got uh, seven colors on it i'd do it i'll try it i told you i'll try it i'd try it for a week because i literally have nothing else to do apart from my drug meal work it was a good show it was fun i think we talked about fun stuff 
and I think people might enjoy it because it's only two hours long. Now, can I have a piece of sub? First of all, do you have another piece of follow up on that follow up? I do not. I have a piece of sub follow up. Um, did you get that? Uh, I emailed you a photograph this morning. I don't know if you got it. You and Marco. Uh, this morning? Oh, you emailed it? Well, you're yeah with the electronic mail. You, you you've been doing stuff all morning, so you're probably busy. Uh, here's the thing: I've got several emails from you, but I don't I don't have any a photo in it. Only two of them are dirty. You figure it out. I, I here's the thing: I got the, the one that's that's the tear out. I got the one that was a, a tear out of uh, mm-hmm. the note that you were sent. That's the only image I've received. from Yeah, you. did you read it? Yeah. How sweet is that? That's very cool. So here's what happened: Marco's Marco's been pissing and moaning in the most polite and gentlemanly way possible about his Nest thermostat for for his uh, what's called sixteen zones in his house. He hasn't even seen parts of his house yet. He's seen the map. He's like, he hired these like Lewis and Clark people uh, to come up to Brooklyn and map out the known parts of his house. They found caverns. They found caverns that almost connect to each other. So they're going to have to do some sawing there. That'll probably keep him up. But uh, there are parts of his house. He had to buy 16 thermostats for all of his house, which, which was no problem. I mean, he has this walking around money for him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chump change. But he was, he was rueful. He felt bad because he had, he gotten so much help from these nice nest people. Anyway, the nest thing sounds cool, but it needs work. The point right. is, I mentioned in passing that I love these, these glyph people, the people who make the glyph. It's one of those uh, Kickstarter projects that isn't silly. And they made this really, <laughs> really cool thing. Really? Like you're going to fund your book on Kickstarter? How about, how about you write the book? <laughs> I don't know. People are funny. Anyway, um, so here's the thing. I, I mentioned that I got the new glyph thing that comes with a serif. And, and, and then it uses the box. And it's really cool. We'll link to it in show notes. And I mentioned how much I like these guys. But the funny part was that the little box had been run over by our neighbors who are mooks that cover themselves in Axe body spray. Not that I'm angry. Anyway, my little box got crushed through no fault of the glyph people. And you know what? That dude, he sent me a new one because he heard that on the show. And, Very and, sweet. Very sweet. And he sent me uh, the little dingus. The little, um, what's the name of it? It's in the email. The, the thing for uh, stylus for writing on your uh, iPad. And it's like kid size. It's like, like a big fat thing you can... My daughter loves it. I just want to say that was super nice. I believe it's, I want to say Dave. Was that right? Dave? But uh, make sure you put that in show notes because people... Uh, the picture? That's a comp- you're, you're okay no, sharing the picture? No, that'd be creepy. Oh, yeah. But uh, the name of the company that makes the glyph is uh, something something fun. Fun industry. Studio Neat at studioneat.com. Oh, the Cosmonaut. There it is. Look at that. Go to that studioneat.com. I like that. Find that? So I come home and there's a box sitting there with a handwritten note. How sweet is that? It's very sweet. It'll be in the yeah. show notes. Okay. I like that big. What is he holding there? What is that? Thing? Cosmonaut. 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 Wide grip stylus. They didn't blow it. They didn't blow it with that stylus. That's a good stylus. It's nice. Anyway, I just want to say that that was, that was a really nice thing. I, I, don't, I hate like, listening to the customer service guy. Like That's the most annoying guy in the world. You know, The guy who whines about customer service and then doles out little bits on his Blogspot account about how, who he is happy with. Uh, uh, Johnson and Wilson's Donut Shack uh, had consistently been one of my uh, favorite visits throughout the day, uh, but I've recently had an experience that soured me on their donut fare. Shut up, <laughs> Studio Neat. I just thought that was really nice. It's nice. Anyway, like the font good. choice. I like this whole site. I'm going to steal this whole design for my next. Is that a uh, that looks like a wide line spacing um, Gil Sands maybe. But it also looks a little bit like that London uh, subway font a little. Yeah, goth, g- sort of a Gotham-ish feeling. That's, 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 oh, it's, a real, it's an embedded font. Hold on. We can probably figure it out if it's Typekit. 
See, this is it's what a people type love. Kit. It people is type kit. It. All right. I have a cool little uh, type kit. Uh, uh, there's like a little type kit bookmarklet thing that... Uh, oh, clever. That lets you like... Uh, what type kit is that? Let me see what this thing is called. We'll put it, it in notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the notes, but it's a little bookmarklet. You click it, it tells you what Bookmark. fonts are being used. Bookmark. Bookmarklet. JavaScript. People still think it's book bag, Dan, and it's making me so angry. Oh, book. How do we they think it's book. That it's B-O-O-K, bulk but it is bulk. It is bulk bag. Bulk bag. Bulk bag. <laughs> um, and then I can't decide, and this is called a segue. This is either the last piece of follow-up or one of the uh, ideas uh, that I had for talking here on the show. Do you, do you like it when I have ideas, or should we just talk? I kind of like the talking. I like, having, I yes. like whatever makes you feel like you are having a good time, because when you have a good time... The world is a good time with you. Hmm. It's true. I, wish, I really wish I could believe that. It's so true. Hmm. Well, well yeah, we can act like it's follow-up. Um, we got a lot of... Uh, uh, I, I feel like I got a lot of really nice response to the last episode, which we have declared to be our most average episode of all time. The most but, average. Yeah. Some people... Um, it's Futura. It's straight Futura. Futura PT. I'm not sure what the PT means, but that I think uh, is just simply no straight Futura. No, it is. That's the Futura that Typekit pre- presents, provides, and the text hmm. font, the uh, serif font, is Athelus. Athelus. It looks like uh, Georgia with a master's degree. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's pretty. I like Georgia. I still like Georgia. When I see that Verdana, that's. Uh, I like saying it Verdana. Verdana. Yeah. When's that? When's we're going to let that go? When's he going to join us in the nineties? Oh, horrible. Ugh. <sighs> got a lot of notes for that guy. We got a lot of nice responses. And what's funny is, of course, the first half of the show, which I didn't mind, was uh, a total rat hole on uh, fonts and stuff. But the uh, the second half, I thought was good. We don't have to rehash that here, but I just wanted to acknowledge and say thank you uh, to all the people that had nice things to say about that. I don't read every email I get, uh, even for myself, but I got I got like. I think three emails from people that I know and like and admire and it, they said really, really nice things. So if you're looking for episodes of this show that are useful, jump to like minute 60 of the last one. And what do we talk about? We talked about, um, well, you went off on what is now, I think widely acknowledged as uh, I, well, I was going to say monologue, but the best opportunity where Merlin stopped talking for a couple of minutes and let Dan talk. Uh, and you did a really nice thing talking about your decision-making about, um, becoming self-reliant as a way to have a job you can depend on. Is that close? Uh, yes, I mean, I think so. And it was it was wonderful to finally, you know, most of the topics that, that come up, I feel like you have a, a lot of insight, and I feel like people generally tune in to hear that insight. I, I love to hear it too. Uh, but it just so happened, I, you know, this was something I uh, think about a lot. So it was neat to, uh, it was to really, share it was that. Really, it was really good and really interesting. And um, I don't know if this is exactly an apology or so much as an addendum, but me jumping straight into another topic without acknowledging how good that was made me realize that I, I got your point, kind of, which is I thought it was the same point you made before in the past about, you know, when we went, we had that, I, I got to say another, I don't remember which one it was, but people, we did an episode once where we were talking about kind of a similar thing. Because we, we get this rap for being like the go quit your job show, which I think is a little unfair. And by a little, I mean extremely. Like I, I, I very rarely tell people to go quit their job. <laughs> um, but you, you've done that once before, and I thought that's what you were saying this time, but I, I don't think it was. And now what I really get, and you tell me if this is wrong, but what I got out of this was you weren't saying, 
that like you have to go quit your job and work on your own in order to be independent and successful. I think you were saying something much more interesting, hmm. which was, it was almost like a piece of troubleshooting, which was, it's, it's really, it's your best bet. And if you're not, I'm, I'm putting this really poorly, but I don't think you were saying, hey, go quit your job and go be independent. But that like, if you keep bump, bumping up against the wall and you haven't tried that yet, then you haven't really taken advantage of the potentially most obvious solution to your problem. That, you know, anyway, I don't know. It's really, it was a really, it was a really good thing and what you what you got into that was i think very emotional for both of us and lots of other people is like well if you're counting on other people for like your money and counting on other people uh to be the provider of security you're missing your best bet if that's what really matters to you if what really matters to you is in the appearance of security then you should get a job where they really need you mm. but if you really want to be the captain of the ship then you're going to have to go down to the boating yard here's the thing dan Anyway, I thought it was really good. That's enough follow-up, probably. But I, I just want to compliment you on that. Thanks. And thank you for, for, uh, for saying that. I appreciate well, it. Well, and thank you for all of your remarks on Twitter about how I never let you talk. That no, was it, was, it was a privilege to be allowed to talk on the show for a short period of time. And, yeah. You know, I figured six, you know, almost 60, 50-something shows in, mm-hmm. I guess it was due. Year yeah. in, you know, it was great. Next year, I'll, I'll have another, maybe, opportunity to, to share. Yeah. Don't get ahead of yourself. Looking for, well, When you get to seven or eight and you can bring it into the garage, you get a bike. That's the okay. thing. Okay, I'm not going to give you a bike until you're ready to bring it back in the garage. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, I thought it was good. Um, um, should we do a sponsor, or do you want to go into hearing my topics? People uh, let's, might be more he, interested in the sponsor if I talk about the topics first. So wait, I guess there's two ways to do it. If you say what the topics are now, people will be like, oh, I want to hear that. I'll listen to the sponsor. But if exactly. you do the sponsor now, they're like, ah, they're never going to get to anything. All right, we'll do a... Hmm. No, this is going to be a quick one because it's an easy one because um, it's really super cool. Uh, you know about these uh, these uh, small software people? I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you've heard of them because you've already waxed rhapsodic, if that's possible. I don't even know that that's a thing. But uh, you've already... They just want to about... be smiled. Did you know that? that they, they, their new thing, and I'm trying to... I, re- I have it written down. They're smiled. They still have smilesoftware.com. They're just smile. It's not. But so first it was smile on my Mac, then it was smile software, and now they're just going for smile. Just smile. But the, the, apparently, apparently the smile.com, it's outrageous. They need, they should start a Kickstarter. I'll tell you what. That's exactly right. Hmm. Hmm. That's not a bad idea. But, you know, you, when we uh, talk about them here on the show, we uh, mostly talk about text, text expander because it's not only the, the tool of theirs that I use the most. Um, well, I use it the most, so it is consequently the one that I know the most about and, and see the most, not even just value in, the most I couldn't live without it in this. In. That's Latin. But they got a new thing, which is a PDF pen for the, uh, for the, uh, for the iPad, which is so badass. <laughs> um, so if you've, if you've ever had to deal with PDFs, now PDFs are great, right? Because you get PDFs from people and it's a you know, platform agnostic format. There's, but there's some things that are really annoying about PDFs. Like if somebody puts a PDF together wrong, for example, I told you before like where I've gotten forms, they're like, please fill out this form. And they send it to me and it's something they scanned and from an old you know, hard copy form, you know, and it's off by like three degrees, which makes me crazy. And they're like, fill out this form and fax it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And you get it and there's not even any form fields in Nothing. it. Nothing. I hate that. It's the worst. It's like, a, it's a slap in the face in, in 2012. It's a literal slap in the face. Yes. And so for a long time, they've had this PDF pen uh, and PDF pen pro, right? For, for OS 10. Yes. Mac OS 10, OS 10. Uh, 
And it's fantastic. So what, what's it let you do, Dan? It lets you go in. It lets you mark things up. It lets you select text. It lets you make notes. Uh, what are the other things that PDF Pen does? Well, it doesn't. Oh my God, this is so the cool. Synchronizing. So, no, tell me about the synchronizing. I, I've only played with this for like an hour, so I haven't done the synchronizing. It, it, what, like via like something like the Dropbox? How do you, how do you do that? It, 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 this is the brilliant thing about it is they're well, these guys don't just come out with an app. They come out with an app and they say, look, we've got this thing on the Mac. So we need to be aware of and sensitive to, to, to those people who've already got something invested in this. How do we, how do we get this so that it, number one, is a familiar product for them. Number two, that it, it's, it's, not necessarily exactly in parity with all the features, but when we make an iPad version of this thing, we wanted to do something that is very special and works the way the iPad works. We don't just want to make, oh, well, now it's on the iPad. No, they look at it and they say, how, how would we build this if it was for the iPad from the ground up? That's what right. they do. But they have, to be, they have to understand that there are people who are going to be using both. So what do they do? They build in uh, drop note syncing, Evernote syncing, uh, and I think it, I think there, there's even more. I, th- those are the two that I pay attention wow. to. That is so cool. I, think, I was, I was just happy to have a way to like <laughs> highlight text and, and do all that stuff. That's, that is totally cool. And, and, you know, I mean, I, I think it, when you're ever trying to explain one of these things to people, I, um, I feel like I'm always tempted to begin the way that you would begin most infomercials, which is by saying, has this ever happened to you? And, and so has this ever happened to you, which is that you get a PDF and you're supposed to do stuff to it. And, you know, I, I, I think, I think that is happening a lot more now that fax machines are hopefully close to dying. And the closer the fax machines get to dying, the more I hate them because I still have to find some way to fax somebody something. You know what I mean? It's like, ugh, like why don't I just put it through my cotton gin and, and, you know, and send it via ferry boat? You know, it's, it's so annoying. And so I, I, I have used this. This is one of those, let me be honest, PDF pen is not something I use every day. Um, which is great because <laughs> the days when I do need it, I use the heck out of it. And, you know, it could be something like somebody sends you a manuscript that you've got to mark up. You need to collaborate with people. Don't get that David Sparks guy started on this. Like, he lives in this app. Um, but just one note to, to your point, and this is not really a PDF pen so much as a smile thing, mm-hmm. or maybe even an indie developer thing. I really like what you said, and I like what Groob said. It sounded like he was damning them with faint praise, but I don't think he was. On TTS, he was talking about it doesn't have everything that's in the desktop app. Well, you don't want everything in the desktop app. If you want that kind of nonsense, go get on Android. What's great about these apps like PDF Pen or, you know, uh, like, like OmniGroup apps or like 1Password, like Agile Bits apps, I really like the idea of saying, following what Steve Jobs' vision for iOS was. And if you go, like Gruber actually quoted this recently in a post. Um, you know, Steve Jobs says you, you go out and you buy these phones and they got all these buttons all over them and the buttons mean different things in different places. These are, these are like small batch handcrafted apps that take advantage of what these devices do well. And your OS X device, your Mac, can do a lot of stuff well. You got a mouse, you got a keyboard, you got a big screen. And I just want to underscore that with their stuff, like the text expander, um, I think they call it Text Expander Touch is the uh, iOS thing. Um, this is a very well-crafted app that a lot of thought went into. And it's, I know that, that you're not going to go out and buy an app because I said that, but this is not another one of the things where you pick up and like, like somebody sat around with a copy of Xcode and said something, something PDF. And this is, this is really well made and it's, it's very fun to use. I, like I say, I haven't played with it a lot yet, but I'm just sitting here flicking around. It's really fun. Um, and it's a new thing. And, uh, you think, I think, uh, I think you guys should get it. Now, I think actually our friend Jean, Jean Jean, the dancing machine, didn't she actually give you some uh, codes for the jackals? Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm actually looking at that right now. She gave some, this is, you know, this is the kind of people that they are. They say, well, we know we've got, uh, you know, we know we've got something coming up. 
So here, you know what? Here, here's some codes. You can do whatever you want. You want to keep them all and just hoard them? Mm-hmm. You, can, you can hoard them. It's put them on eBay. Yeah. You put them up on, yeah, sell them. Mm-hmm. Or you can give them away. So how many should, how many should you give us here? I'm looking, I'm looking to see how many. It's a bunch. It looks like, like maybe eight or ten. Gene. How do you give them away to the jackals? What do you think, I, I will just, I, what I will do is I will, the first, uh, well, let me, first, let me see how many are in here. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The first eight people who message me on, uh, uh, in, in the chat room right now. Well, what are you kidding me? There's no economies of scale to that. You should make yeah. them to you like some kind of, like some kind of douchebag. All right, so that's what I'll do instead. Yeah, there you go. Uh, hmm. Let's see. So they tweet me on, on Twitter. Tweet me the first, the first how many people? Eight people. You want to give them all away? I don't know. Why don't we do I five? Think some, here's what I think. Here's what I think. Can I just say? Because your wife needs one. And- I, think some, I think whoever types this on Twitter, whoever types, you're more beautiful than Cinderella, you smell like pine needles, and your face is like sunshine, and then has a link to our site, I think those people, I think those people should get them. Because I watched Bridesmaids twice the other day. Yeah. No, that's stupid. It's a good movie, though. You seen Bridesmaids? I know you don't watch movies, but it is really, really funny. I bet Jean's seen it. Yeah, Jean, oh, she's you know, seen Jean, it. Jean's everywhere. Is that, is that the one with the two guys that go and like they go to the weddings so they can get laid, and then they go to the the bar mitzvahs and the funeral later, and the two guys and one oh, of them they I fall, they go to the that, thing. Uh, Christopher Las- Walken is in it, and yeah, you think of that Las Vegas movie with the heavy guy, oh, or maybe Annie Hall. Is that what you're thinking of? Annie that's, Hall. Annie Hall's great. Remember the subtitle scene? That's the best. Where the subtitles show what they're thinking. Mar- Marshall McLuhan's scene. Uh, Living under a roller coaster. Oh, so good. You know, they made that. You know, Gene, Gene, Greg, they made that. They made that movie. Woody Allen got the credit. But uh, anyway, uh, however you want to do that. Yeah, give out some codes because people will enjoy this. So what do they uh, have to, what do they have to type? What are they doing? No, never mind. You could just, you could even do it in the chat room. I don't care. The chat, the the, the jackals deserve this because they, they put up with this. So maybe you want to drop it in the chat room. All right. I will, I will put the first, there already one, two, three, four people, uh, just message me, so they're going to get it. They already got it. They're, it's already done. Yeah, we're, we're done. done. Well, you, so, you work on that, and I'll done. work on the uh, the permanent audio version of this for people. Anyway, um, it, it is very cool, and I don't know. I I, I just have a real um, affection for um, Mac indie developers. It really has become a golden age for for what, what these folks do, and it's worthwhile to support them because they're making great stuff. Um, I actually a few a few weeks ago, I had to send a form to um, uh, Smile, and I actually used their product. Um, to to uh, <laughs> to send them a PDF, which felt kind of good. It felt good. Um, so yes, uh, go to. I don't think there's a Cody code for this, and you don't need one because it's worth paying uh, the full price for. It's not like it's a lot of money either, right? What is that? What is it? It's uh, it's, it's like it's, ten uh, nine ninety nine or something. Nine ninety nine American. Boom out the door. So you go to uh, smilesoftware.com slash b two w, and you will learn much more information um, and probably a more articulate description of why this is great than uh, we have, but. Um, we, we love working with these guys and because we're proud of their product and we use their thing. So thanks to Gene and, uh, and all the, uh, the, uh, the smilers. Smilers? What do you call them? Smile masons? I, I, like smi- I like smilers. Smilers. That's nice. That's nice. Huh. Uh, smilesoftware.com slash B2W. And we uh, thank uh, Smile. smile. <laughs> I can't stop wow. saying it. Just smile. Smile on my Mac for so long. Our thanks to Smile at smilesoftware.com for supporting 5 by 5 and Back to Work. Hmm. Should we, we should do some kind of little, little music or something under that. Should we call it a button? Yeah. We should make a button. 
I'd make a button. If I do that morning zoo, I might not have to have time to make a button. I don't think people will listen to that, Dan. I really don't. I, I gave really away, gave away all the codes. Yeah, well, I'm very glad because I think people will enjoy this very much. I like the whole code thing. I think it's really cool. You can just send somebody a little string and, and have the app. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and by the way, any of you can feel free to send me codes for things. I like that a lot. I like looking at apps. If you can figure out how to contact me. Sometimes people will email us about the show and they will, the email will go to both of us and it will be directed at you and there will be one promo code in there and it will be just for you. And I... I think that's okay. Shame on you for doing that. Shame, it's all right. shame, no, it's okay. shame on you. I'm no, it's right. not all right. That's not okay. That's it's your like, show. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Oh, boy. Here we go. Well, remember when on our call yesterday, I told you one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I can't decide if it's lame. I don't remember it. I was too focused on the, con- the other contents of the call and Duke State. I know. biting, I biting State. all my nails off and crying. Don't make it weird. Um, I want to talk about uh, lagging and leading economic indicators. Uh, and or I wanted to talk about how preserving the culture of your company is like being a good parent. And I wanted to talk to, talk about the notion of grit. I like, I like them in, can I take them in a different order? Yeah. Well, I love the, the notion of grit is really intriguing to me. The second one, uh, I would do second. And then the first one I would do third. Hmm. This works for me. I, and the grit is the one I have the least to say about, which is good. So the logic will not make me look like a blabbermouth. Are you talking about regular grit or true grit? True grit, like honest to God, actual grit. Like actually, actual Wayne grit. Okay. Who I, who I think was a hockey player, memory serves. Now, was he on the one uh, in, the, uh, in the Olympics with the Russians? Or is that Firefox? Firefox is the browser. Which is the one with Patrick Swayze where they had to blow up the high school? Oh, I think you're thinking of Heathers, and that wasn't Patrick Swayze. That was no, uh, that's right. Christian Slater. Okay. And, and the lady from uh, Twin Peaks was the one in Roadhouse. Is that correct? And, and, and she died a few years ago. I, I think you're thinking what, of Private Benjamin. Dancing with Chris Farley. She was the one that was uh, married to the guy on the boat when they fell off the boat together. Who was also... That's a great, a, that's a great movie. Is that a great one? It's called uh, <laughs> Gone Afloat? No, Looking no, up. it's that called... My wife always Lost watches... Sea. If that movie comes on, my wife watches it. Like Overboard? she has to watch the whole thing. Overboard. <laughs> Pretty good. Terrible movie. Funny though. <laughs> with the kid who talks like Pee Wee Herman. I don't, I've never seen it. It's it seems weird. to me that a lot of famous Hollywood couples met while doing excrable movies. <laughs> didn't didn't uh, ben, Aff- ben Affleck and that uh, lady that used to sing, didn't they meet doing that uh, Gigli movie? Who am I thinking of? You're thinking of uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. I think you're thinking of uh, Jennifer Jason Lee from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which was also uh, Judge Reinhold, who's not actually a jurist. You know who you actually... don't see around a lot anymore? the necessary means. Who? Ed Begley Jr. Oh, sure you do. He pops up. He's, he's really into electric cars, which I think has made him a pariah. Is he really? Mm-hmm. There's a waiter at House of Prime Rib that looks almost exactly like him. It's incredibly distracting. When are you going to come out here and come to House of Prime Rib with no, us? No, I won't, I won't be out there again anytime soon. No way. Jesus, you are missing out. You know, they have a dirigible full of beef, though. No way. Although you are invited to join me in Austin. Boy. I have a press pass, a second press pass for South by Southwest that I can assign to you. Get me a paying gig and I will go there. I am done paying for my own flights for things. I, I hear that. This, this is when we come back to True Grit. That's what it's all about. I hate booking putting your flights, foot down. Dan. Dan, have you ever used the United Air, Air Airlines website? Yes. I used to fly to San Francisco and uh, it was the only direct flight that I could get between Orlando and San Francisco was this uh, six and a half hour United flight. 
I wish I, I wish I had, I know, I know Jeff Veen's very busy these days, but I wish I had a trebuchet where I could fire Jeff Veen directly at certain websites. <laughs> I want him to hit it hard. I want all the elements on the page to explode. <laughs> I want a pile of H's and OL's and I want him to start over. I don't take a big goddamn squeegee, scrape the whole thing down and start over. This is a, this is a little human Holocaust. You go to this page. What's the top link on the page about our new logo? Really? That's the top link on the page. You know, they acquired Continental. So what? Guess what? They got a little pipe at the top. Did you mean continental.com? Really? You haven't gotten your website all together yet? Oh, God. And it times out. You get the pop-up window, and then the thing's not there anymore, and your flight's gone. See, now they should send me a glyph. I'd be so much happier if United would send me a glyph. Hmm. Boy, United flight attendants are mad. They're good and mad. United my ass. Did you ever fly on your own when you were a little kid? Yes, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. When I was seven, I flew alone once. The first time it was amazing. Different world. Dan Benjamin, different world. Yeah. They would, Did they you would do it? Get, Did you ever do it when you were little? Oh, I had to because my, my parents were divorced and one part of my family lived in Florida and the other one lived uh, in Philly. So I would have to fly back and forth. And you're almost, I mean, you're almost treated like royalty. The pilot oh, comes out. The pilot's, oh, why don't you come on in the, I never actually got to go in the cockpit, but you're kidding. No, never. they never took me into the cockpit, but I was allowed to kind of approach it and look in. And they always give you like the little model plane or the little and, wings. And what do they, what do they pin on your shirt? Uh, blue Wings. ribbon. They give you. Oh yeah, because right, you. you're the winning sow. Yeah. They give you. They give you. They give you cool, like well-made, thick plastic wings that look super cool. That says Delta, and right. it looks totally badass. You know, dude, today what they Eastern. gave my daughter? Eastern. Oh, Eastern. Mm-hmm. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Frank Borman is that his name? Frank Borman? Or am I thinking of Frank Gorshin? I think it's Frank Borman. No, is he? I think you're thinking Mercury? of David Bowman. Okay, I think I'm confusing him with. Uh, What's his name? Is Freddie Laker the guy that was in Queen? I think you're thinking of Freddie Freddy Krueger. Okay, all right. Hmm. Must be weird to be an actor like that. Like the guy who plays the Mr. Smith guy in uh, in The Matrix. Must be Agent, weird. Agent Smith. Well, he was also the elf, too. Oh, is that in the, in the, uh, Force, uh, the Force Perspective movie? Mm-hmm. Gets worse to watch every year, doesn't it? I can't see those anymore. Brutal. Brutal movie. Brutal. True, true grit. True grit. Well, what about uh, That's Cone Brothers? Yeah, I didn't right? see it. I haven't seen it. I'm the walrus. <laughs> making friends, making friends, making new listeners every day. <laughs> and the thing is, a lot of nice people out there who are really smart. I learned, I told you this, I learned that somebody I really, 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 really like and respect a lot, like listens to our show and like knows our show and gets the references. When I was in a room watching something with this guy visiting with these people and in the video somebody went turns out i turned around <laughs> and i looked i looked at Stu. And he was rubbing his head exactly the same way that i was rubbing my head and i felt like i'd really made a friend Stu matchwitz i'm not gonna drop names but he's really really cool so now that's what i can think about now i gotta think i sit here and we uh we uh, bs and we shuck and jive and the guy who worked on star wars is, is, is sitting there having to listen to this that's not right no you know people people at companies listen to this it's a terrible thing we should get an enterprise version of our show. It'll cost 10 times as much and it'll do less and probably, uh, but it won't crash. You know what I'm saying? We should have an ERB. You ever, you ever make an ERB? Is that, is that, the, is that the place of the roast beef sandwiches? <laughs> okay. I swear to God, I should have eaten. Grit. Okay, wait, we might have time for two, so I'll go quick on this. All right. I, so anyway, I, I'm being cagey, but I, you know, I go and visit and talk with people sometimes. And I went and visited and talked with, um, this is not ass kissing, um, cause as you know, Dan, do you remember how the show started where I came back from a visit with some very nice people, yes. but I was, I was so inconsolable about the trip and like what my role in it was and how I felt about the people, nice, nice people who work there that I was like, we got to go start a show about this stuff. 
Well, this is not the opposite of that, but it's so different from that. I was so goddamn impressed by this company and how they work and how their culture works that I just, I want, I want to, to do a, I want, I want to fire that uh, Jeffine Trebuchet at them to like help understand how the culture of, a, of an actual company that cares about getting better works. Um, I doubt they'll hire me again because nobody hires me, but it was great. And one of the things I talked about, um, you know how I'm always going on about the whole like care and sacrifice thing? You know, and we talk about meaning. Let me start over. So we're on the topic and I'm talking. Um, I have this definition of a priority and this is a very important idea to me. Some of you have heard this, but you're probably coding Perl and can't remember it. Um, the idea that a true sacrifice is something that is the product of care and sacrifice. That you have to know what you care about a lot, that like arguably more than anything else. And then you have to be okay with sacrificing a lot of stuff to take care of the thing you care about. Or conversely, if you find, and this is the one that makes people really sad, is if you discover that you're not happy, it may be because you're sacrificing too much for something you don't actually care about. These are inextricable. They are, if you like, sides of a coin. They, I, I really can't understand how you can ever call anything a priority that you're not both caring about and sacrificing about. So, you know, for me, the biggest sh- troubleshooting I can offer in all this nonsense I've done for eight years is to, st- is to say, make sure you understand what you care about and what you're willing to sacrifice for it. Again, not great at it, but uh, it's something I think about a lot. And then, I don't know, you know how I'm, I'm not super into implementation details, but I started thinking about that care and sacrifice thing, and I realized there's maybe not a third part to that, but I started thinking a lot about this the idea of grit, and, and I can tell you why, but is this making sense so far? Like, in order to know what you care about, and in order to sacrifice for it, you have to have a lot of, what, integrity, courage, intestinal fortitude, like there's all these things that you, that's a wrestling term, all these things that you've got to do in order to actually do that sacrificing for, you know, the sacrificing is the verbs that help support the big noun of care. And I think it's really hard to do. It's what makes it difficult is we don't always find the wherewithal to be able to then execute on the, the priority issue. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'll give you an example. Yes. I mean, it's easy enough for me to sit here and say... Walk, walk me through it. Well, I mean, you know, there's all the obvious examples. Um, I mean, just to review, uh, you know, I told the story about the 27 priorities lady. What is that? Brick building full of lies. It's a pretty good episode. But, you know, this, this person I worked with one time who actually said she had 27 high priority projects, which, you know, sounds so bananas to me. Because, again, you know, what are you sacrificing for each of those 27 things? Well, if you're honest about it, you're probably not really, if you were really looking at something as a priority, what you would sacrifice is 26 projects that aren't actually the priority. You know, there's, there's a literal uniqueness <laughs> to priority. So it's easy enough for me to say, oh, go dump all these other projects. It's easy enough for me to say, hey, learn how to say no to stuff if you really want to take care of this other thing. That is very easy for me to say, and it is in the parlance, fine for Merlin. But let's say you really do want to do that. Let's say you really want to do start this business, or not even start this business. Let's say you want to get out of a situation that's untenable. Maybe, again, maybe you're that person who has a home life that you just can't live with anymore. Like, what is the quality that helps you decide to change that? And then what is or what are the series of qualities and changes in the way you look at things that enable you to keep with it and to not quit or to quit in an an interesting way? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's easy for you to say, it's easy enough for Dan to say, well, go off on your own. It's the only way to control. But like, it's hard. It's really, really hard. Anything that's worth doing is usually pretty hard. Um, And so... uh, 
I have a I have a reference for this, but first of all, does that do you, does that do you understand what I mean? Like the implementation of care, I totally do, and it it's it's I don't think something that people usually think of in these terms. Does that make sense? Because it seems hmm. it people are always they they try to say, well, you know, I want I want my logical part of my head to make these kinds of decisions, and not the and, and the emotional part gets put aside or it's the complete reverse that everything is a completely emotional decision and this you're kind of framing this in a way that integrates the two does that mm-hmm. m- make sense kind of yeah i think so i think so but you know it's even let's 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 make it even simpler like let's say you're working on something you don't really care about and you're not really willing to sacrifice about well it's it could still be very hard um like if you only have if you have a job that really 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 sucks and um i'm trying to think of a without hurting anybody's feelings. Like I didn't really care that much about the quality of burgers at McDonald's. And I didn't really have to care that much. I didn't have to sacrifice that much in order to make those burgers. It's part of what made that a fairly unsatisfying job, setting aside that it wasn't very profitable and I was covered with grease. <laughs> but in that case, I didn't have care or sacrifice. It wasn't necessary. And so what did I end up with? I ended up not getting paid a lot for a job that was pretty empty. But, you know... Even if you've got to get through, only way out is through kind of thing. Like, even if you've got to just stick with it, maybe you've got bills to pay, and so you've got to just stick with it. Like, what is the quality of that? And I, I'm thinking, here, so here's, here's what brought me to this. And this is an article that was heavily linked to and passed around uh, when it came out in September. There was a, a whole issue of the New York Times Magazine that was almost all about education different aspects of education. Um, and it was, it's one that I read almost all the way through because it was very, very interesting. Have you ever heard that uh, article people were talking about where uh, the family in, uh, I think in Russia? Yes, you know? yes. They were American family. They went to Russia and they decided they were going to enroll their kids in a fully Russian-speaking school and their kids had barely Russian comprehension, let alone the ability to speak and write in Russian. This is what you're talking about? Yeah, that was one of the articles. It was, it was a real, you know how it is with a kid. You see your kid not being happy and you want to make them be happy. It's really hard. But, and the kids came home and they were really nice, normal, smart kids, but they were so like sad and ready to give up. One of them in particular was having a terrible time. And, uh, and it's just, I'll leave you to read that article. We can find it and put it in show notes. But yeah. that's the kind of articles that were in there. Very, I thought very thoughtful articles about rethinking how we handle education. So, at the risk of saying, turns out, there's one article that really affected me, and it's called, What if the Secret to Success is Failure? And, this sounds so douchey, Um, but I'll let you read the article, I don't want to screw it up for you, but, and I don't have time to read the whole article right now, but but, but the note of what they said is, I mean, we all all know that, that intelligence and IQ, these days, we understand that that's a data point. You can go read some of the wonderful work by Howard Gardner on the different kinds of intelligence. We all get that, right? We like in my case, I understand the SAT is a racket. Like it's a, it's a way of making the evaluation of a student manageable. You know, if you do well on the SAT, you'll probably do well in college. Oh, I can't even begin to disassemble all the ways that that could be a really messed up system where just like No Child Left Behind ends up being about testing. <laughs> I mean, but do you end up like a better student? Do you end up a more rounded person because of that? But a lot of people who think about this stuff a lot have been trying to figure out, like, is there more to it than just being smart? Because there's a lot of people who are smart or intelligent or test or high, have high IQ yeah. that, that aren't necessarily as successful as they'd like to be. So anyway, I don't want to sit and summarize this because I, I can't, but apparently, turns out, there's been a variety of people who've tried to look at what the quality is, apart from intelligence, that makes people um, get stuff accomplished. And they... 
Um, they've tried to call it something like character. Um, something you could think of it as character. You could think of it as integrity. You could think of it as, um, you know, all these different things, but none of them quite captured what these researchers wanted. So they started out with something like 25 of these characteristics. They got it down to like less than 10 of these characteristics. But they kept coming back to things like what? stick to optimism. And, and, I, and if, if I remember this right, the, the word that some of these people came up with that they, they thought best captured it was grit. Intelligence and grit. Mm. You have to be, it helps to be a smart person, but it really, really helps to have grit. And, you know, think about like all these stories you hear about people who, who did great things that weren't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but they had a quality to them that was almost uh, inhuman in, in the ability to not be discouraged or to, to just try to stay focused on what it is they wanted to do or how to not let other people talk them out of what they wanted to do when they really believed in what they were doing. And um, I, I don't have a lot to say about it. I kind of want to know what you think, but... I, I'm really interested in that idea because if you do care a lot about something and you feel like, and you are willing to sacrifice for it, I wonder if one piece of very practical troubleshooting is to wonder if you're being gritty enough. If you care so much that you're willing to stick to that, that you're not, you know, think again, think about in an office where you say, guys, look, from now on, we all agree that meetings are not productive things here in the way that we handle them. Some of us hate meetings like across the board. Well, we've got to have meetings. What are we going to do to improve them? And like I've said, well, my, my meetings are going to start and end on time. My meetings have an agenda. My, and so on and so on and so on. Well, what happens the first time somebody two levels above you says, well, sorry, <laughs> that's really interesting and everything, but no, I mean, I'll be there when I get there. Like, what are you going to do? Well, one thing you're going to do is deal with the fact that now everyone else knows it's okay to blow that off and you're back to where you started. Only you've wasted time on an improvement that now hasn't gone anywhere. What, what, is, what would it take for you to stick, stick to your guns in that case? What is, what is the grit, if you like, uh, that would make you see that through even when the first, second, third, fourth bit of discouragement, discouragement would make it very easy for you to just stop trying? Discouragement is, is a very interesting description that I definitely key into when I think about my, basically my entire, the first, you know, 12, 13, 14 years of my career, because mm-hmm. it was, it, you start out, you start out and the first thing you do is you come into it and you think, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change this place. You know, yeah, I'm going to shake the, the pillars a little bit here. Cause I know, I know everything. These guys don't know anything. And then very quickly, most likely you, you, you realize that that's not going to happen. And then you go work somewhere else and you say, oh, well, this place is going to let me make the, this. This is the place. This is the one. And you do that uh, for a little bit. And maybe you maybe you get like some results. Maybe you get to make that change. But then eventually you, you realize that it's not going to be like that. And I think for a lot of people, at least for myself, you feel kind of beaten down by it. Mm-hmm. And, and the grit thing, it, it sounds like it. it Another maybe if I'm understanding what you're saying, it's almost like a perseverance in a way. It's that it's the thing mm-hmm. that says, you know, maybe if you've gotten this is kind of taking the metaphor a little too far, but if you've gotten you know beaten up, it's like what inspires you to get back up and 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 try it again in a way. That's kind of what grit makes me think of that that mm-hmm. kind of and and that's something that seems like for a lot of people, it's really it gets. It, it just goes away somehow. 
it gets beaten out of them. It doesn't come back. And then they're, they're like, well, I guess it's just how they do things. I can't make a difference anymore. I tried that and I'm, I'm tired of getting shut down. Right. And it's, and it seems like that's precisely the kind of thing uh, per our last few episodes. That's precisely the kind of thing that that kind of discouragement might be what exactly brings you back to going, well, I'm just going to stick at this job a little more because who knows like how much worse this could actually be if I went somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like the devil you know, the devil you don't know kind of thing. Well, kind of. Let's say you've gone in with that attitude, which, which we should return to because it's an, it's an interesting but problematic attitude if I'm going to come in and fix things um, that I've certainly had for myself as well. But let's say you go in there and you go into this place and everybody just laughs you out of there. You know, I, I, there's a lot of companies I've worked for and with <clears throat> that are very proud of how much email they send and receive. It's, it's a point of uh, cultural pride. There's that uh, another story a while back that's been confirmed um, by, by a friend of mine that at Bloomberg, when they tried to change the complexity of the screens that people use there, yeah. people, people rebelled because they liked how hard the screen was, was to use. <laughs> it became like a, a sign. It was like that you were like a, a pro, that you could handle that, you know? Um, but you, you get a lot of pushback, you know? And maybe that pushback is because it's not a good idea, certainly, like, <laughs> right? Like we said a long time ago, well, maybe you're not getting cool projects because you're not actually any, any good at what you do. But let's say it is something you really believe in. You know what? This is going to sound random, but maybe it could be something like sexual harassment. Maybe it could be something like you're so tired of going to jobs where at a high level, you're not getting promoted um, against less qualified men. And then on a day-to-day level, you just have to live with this, this baseline disrespect it may not even just be toward women. It may just be disrespect toward everybody else there. But that, that is a cultural problem that is very hard to solve and goes back pretty far and usually pretty high up the ladder, right? A company with, with a board or a, a bunch of C-levels that don't tolerate a certain kind of behavior, you're not going to see a lot of that happening in the rank and file, in my opinion. Yeah. Or, or, or conversely, the easier point to make, you know, if, if you've got a bunch of... Uh, you know, sexist, racist dickheads running the company. Well, why would you be surprised that people are walking around and like whistling at you and stuff like that? But maybe that's a value to you. That means a lot. And you might just go from company to company and just find it's the same thing over and over because you care intensely about take being taken seriously as a qualified person. And you suck. God knows you've probably sacrificed a lot to get to where you are much more so than men in a lot of cases. But like at a certain point, what do you do? If you feel like you're, you're running into that, but you know, I think you might end up at a place going, well, I guess this is better than the last place. I'm not an idiot. I still got bills to pay or whatever. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not prepared to say the care, sacrifice, and grit because I'm not sure exactly how sacrifice and grit are precisely different. But think of it again this way is that if you were in that place, Dan, <clears throat> where you were trying really hard and then you left and went to the other place and you said, oh, I really think that we should be innovating um, with this kind of technology that everybody else is working on. If we don't figure out a way to at least keep up and preferably stay ahead, we're mm-hmm. going to be, you know, you, you will run into that in a lot of companies. I, I have a friend I talk to pretty often who's just always banging his head against the wall with this stuff where you're like, oh my gosh, it's like we're making our own catch-up every day at this place. When are we going to wise up about our processes? Um, but, you know, the thing is, if you're really dug in, you've got the grit to stay with that, Here's where it gets complicated. Well, what if the bad part of the, or the wrong part of the equation, the unequilateral part of the equation, that's not even a word, is that you actually don't care about the right thing anymore, right? Well, maybe if you, you care a lot about people cleaning out the refrigerator on Fridays, maybe the better thing to be caring about is, is whether that atmosphere of lack of respect 
for a shared resource is indicative of something else. Maybe, maybe not. But, but again, as with, if you're not sacrificing enough, you probably don't care. And if you don't care enough, you can sacrifice for the wrong things. I wonder, you know, I think, I think this is back to the whole mindfulness thing in some ways to make sure you're being gritty about the right kind of thing. where you are always sort of checking in with yourself. And there's no better example of that than what you described last week, which is being on your own. Yeah. Is it time for me to change the way I do my business? Is it time for me to just, just, just bail? And at what point does sacrificing 18 hours a day harm this other thing that I care about? Do I want to be gritty about having, you know, I, something I described in this talk the other day is for people who say, you know, for example, sacrifice too much. Let's say you work at a job where you're just like, you're putting in so many hours and you're not getting what you deserve and the product sucks and it's all that maelstrom of awful stuff, you know, that comes along. Well, in the absence of care, that becomes a, a real slog and you can even, I think people can get addicted to anxiety. I think people can get oh, addicted. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, I mean, this is something that, that I, I mean, not to interrupt where you're going with this, yeah, but uh, I mean, I really believe that. And there's, I believe it's something we've talked about a number of times because there's scientific proof for this, but it's also something the Buddha talked about, uh, you know, 2,500 years ago, uh, which is essentially that the, the, the mental processes that you have, the way that you think, if if you do it enough times and you do it long enough that it becomes a pattern that's established and the way you can think of it is like you know the the grand canyon was carved at one point it was a tiny little stream right and over time it got bigger and bigger until water carved out the one of the wonders of the world it's this huge <laughs> giant cavern and that's that's very much the same way that thought processes and things work it's not just about getting addicted in the sense that you know addicted has this connotation that um for for some people i think that it like you like it uh or you know oh this person is doing it because they like it i think it's much much more complicated than that it's more it's more like that's the way that they have unwittingly and unintentionally taught themselves to think that they they have learned through inappropriate coping mechanisms, which is all most of us really have, uh, it, that they have taught themselves to think in a certain way or thrive off of an unhealthy state of mind like anxiety. And I think it, I think you you're absolutely right. I think that people do get very addicted to <laughs> that anxiety or those kinds of feelings in in general, even though it's healthy and even though they might. Uh, be cognizant that it's unhealthy for them. It doesn't mean that they know how to change it. And in fact, they maybe have been doing it so long that it, it would take a supreme amount of effort and and a, a different kind of behavior modification to stop doing it if they even realize it. Right. And, and back in just a slightly orthogonal angle, back to the whole uh, New Year's resolution thing. Well, you know, habits don't have to be good or bad. I mean, let's look at it this way. Habits are only good or bad in the sense of what, whether they're producing the results that you want. Habits themselves don't care. Habits are what you do more than a few times. Habits are what you do often enough that you don't even realize how right. much you're doing it. Right. And like I say, I mean, uh, if, you look at, if you look at brushing your teeth as something that you have to think a lot about every day, well, that would be a habit that's good to improve. Because <laughs> to put it in our terms, that should be a piece of your workflow that is very mature. Right. If you have to think about that every time, but, but, you know, I mean, again, if you, if you always smoke a cigarette after every meal, you don't have to deliberate over that. It's what makes stopping doing that hard. Um, if you like, if you have to clean your desk for an hour before you start writing, well, you know, 
it's, I wouldn't yell at the notebook. I, w- I would reconsider, and this is not a criticism, but I, I would reconsider what parts of, of, of what your, what your, your behavior have become automatic. And, and those right. thinking, those thinking patterns can become completely automatic. Um, you know, I've, I, you know, I've told the, I told this story a long time ago, but I forget, I don't think I told it on the show. I think I did it. Yeah, I did it at a talk, but, um, you know, you never have as much money as you want. And I, when I was in, uh, I think yeah, it was when I was in college and I had this, uh, my landlord had a, had a crown Victoria and I always owed him money. I always owed him money. And so the, the problem is, uh, do you, can you think of an industry where the crown Victoria is pretty popular? <laughs> What, which how about one? every how about every police car in America <laughs> and almost every old person in America? Yeah, that's what I thought you were. Of, <laughs> and a lot going. of rental cars. Yeah, and every Crown Victoria was my landlord. This has happened with this has happened with lots of things in my life. I somehow made that association, and then that fear became something that didn't take any more than a certain kind of American car being on the road for me to to, to immediately become very nervous. There's a lot of abstraction in that. I think it's true for a lot of things. Like that, you know, I give you a hard time about this where you, you'll say things to me like, uh, I got to talk to you. And I go, what is it? Is it good? Is it bad? Because in my experience, when people say, I got to talk to you, that usually means, you know, that there's something bad. Like you're going to pull, about. they're going to get pulled aside and told something serious. Right. Like most people, it's like, it's like George Costanza, you know, he wants to hear a get out of here. He, and he goes in and he has a thing on his uh, lip and he goes, is it cancer? And, and he wants the doctor to say, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, And so when somebody contacts you, you'd love for them to say, hey, great news, come into my office when you get a chance. And if they don't say that, you may find yourself thinking in your habitual pattern that, oh my gosh, now I'm screwed, now I'm nervous, right? And now this is going to send me reeling down this path. And yeah. I think those thought patterns can go so deep uh, uh, and be part of so many things. Um, and again, without beating it to death, I think it explains a lot about why we stay in a job. I've said this before, but I, I think people, I think I think a lot of times people will tell you that money is the reason that they left a job. But I think the real reason that people leave a job is because the culture doesn't work for them anymore. And when the culture stops working for somebody, they really start noticing the money, you know, and, and that's, that's the thing. It's not, it's not a simple minded as saying I'm not getting enough money. I mean, we've all had jobs that we really liked a lot that we were willing to stay with for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. How about this? You ever had a job where you got paid a lot of money, but you really, really, really hated it. Talk about a first world problem, yeah. but that can suck. If that is again, if the thing you care about, that's where they get the you know the golden handcuffs, and that you you don't you know you're not happy, you know you're not being satisfied mm-hmm. or challenged, and you've tried things to make it better, but then you look at that paycheck, you're like, I'm not gonna walk away from that. I'm not a, I'm not an idiot, but maybe you are. Oh, and I've, I mean, when I've had back to work ish conversations with people you and I both know who are, don't love their job, and I'll say, wow, it really sounds like you just don't get to do the kind of stuff that, that you like to do. They'll say things like, well, you know, I get this paycheck every few weeks. I'm like, that's true. I wish I had that paycheck every few weeks. So still, yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but so, so, so to, to the grit part though, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have an easy solution for this. I think this could be an interesting thing to talk about, um, uh, over, over, over time, but uh, anyway, go and check out that article. What's it called? What if the secret to success is failure? Which I'll put it. Did you put it in notes yet? I have not put that in the notes. Okay, it's in now. Okay. Um, but but you know, this is like so much of the nonsense we talk about on here. There really, there's a cocktail here. There's a very complex cocktail that we're trying to make, and <clears throat> if any of those ingredients are a little bit off, it won't matter how good the other ones are. If you if if you know a lot what you care about. 
and really believe that. I, I'm sorry to beat this to death, but it, I just, it's hard for me to get away from this. When people come to me and say, <clears throat> oh, I'm distracted and I don't have focus and I have all these problems and you know, I'm always like, well then, like, how can that possibly be a problem if you really care about it? If you really care about it, then that doesn't even make any sense. Like you keep telling yourself you care about it or you keep telling yourself you're sacrificing for it. Well, then that doesn't really add up. Some, something's got to give. Right. I mean, it's it, it, again, you're back to this whole like, like I want to be happy and thin at two in the morning. So I keep eating more and more of these hot pockets with tiny balls in it. And it's like, well, there's part of your problem that that habit is has not been leading you in the right direction. And when we get into the fear and the anxiety, a, a very, very weird thing happens. I think <clears throat> the fear and anxiety that pops up in our lives through sometimes sometimes very abstract connections. Um, I know I get dangerously close to magical thinking, which is like, if there's this thing that like out of nowhere can make me nervous, maybe this other thing that comes out of nowhere can make me unnervous without ever addressing the fact that that nervousness is probably not healthy. Mm. Is, is there a path to getting rid of the nervousness that's more direct, you know, than uh, counting how many green cars come around in the next three minutes? So, um, I don't know. We should do another sponsor real quick. <clears throat> no, let's do it. Okay, this thing I like uh, called Squarespace. You heard about the Squarespace? Squarespace.com. Mm-hmm. Now, why didn't you mention a link to the slideshow thing when you were talking to uh, Bruce Wayne? I put it in, in the show notes. Yeah. It was pretty good, though, huh? I put it in the show notes as a, an example of what people mm-hmm. should. Right. I can live with that. I can live with that. So do you, do you, spend, you spend time on the, on the uh, Squarespace occasionally? You, if you are, as you say, moving things over to there. You're I'm doing- moving ev- everything I've got over to there. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about a couple quick things. <clears throat> you, I thought what you did well on Build and Analyze in the last bit you did was, uh, the last bit we call it, the bit. <laughs> That's call right. it the, the bit, the business bit. Um, is you encapsulate in a way I normally don't and in a much more economical way that uh, it, it, it's all in here. <laughs> that that's the thing that can't be missed. This is this is not simply something where you go and you enter in something in three fields and now you've got a way to like put stuff up. There's a lot more to it. And one of the things that we haven't gotten into um are these statistics. Have we talked much about that? We talked a little bit about it. Statistics like that they do. So you're, what you're talking about is almost if if I can use this word without angering Jeffrey Veen. Mhm. Analytics. Don't don't make me don't make me get that trebuchet. Analytics. Well, here's the thing. Like, analytics is really, really powerful. And thanks to the overmentioned Jeff Veen and his team, that redesign of analytics that you enjoy today completely changed that application. By the way, didn't that used to be like a $100,000 application? I think it was something like that. Arch Urchin was like crazy expensive. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's just take it as red. If you need Google Analytics level of analytics, guess what? That's really easy to do on Squarespace. You use something called header injection and you drop your little code into there and you're good to go. So that's great. That's great. But how cool is it that you can do that but don't need to? What I love about this is if you, and, I, and the thing is, I talk to people about analytics a lot because I think it is very powerful and almost always misused. Ask me about that another time. Okay. You can do a lot more than ego surfing with analytics. Did you know that? You could learn how to improve your site so that your users had a better experience. What? I thought it was just a, I thought it was just a metric for my affection, my fake internet affection. But what I like about the, the statistics on Squarespace it's all built in. It's all very easy. It's all taken care of for you. You just go to this little area in your control panel, traffic overview. You get a really nice little graph that just shows you like how things are going. Do you want to see uh, what your general, um, what page views you've had over our daily, weekly, monthly, traffic details. Um, one I like is popular content. You get one of these uh, Horace style uh, pie graphs that shows you like what the popular content is. Um, I think it's a great like heads up at a glance way 
uh, to see what people are using. I, this is so not FUD, but it's probably going to sound like FUD. If you listened to Kind of Critical, which you should, the uh, special episode that we did a little while back, we all mentioned our skittishness to varying levels with dealing with a certain large company that provides a lot of popular services. I'm very skittish about this company increasingly. Well, there's a lot of stuff that's baked into this that you would normally have to go to a third party for, right? So for example, if you want to see like who's subscribing to your feed, which this popular service also does, you can go in and for any of your little blocks of content, I think a lot of people don't know this. Like if you've got a blog, which they call a journal, if you've got a journal in my case called, you know, Merlin's News, like I can go in and see what the traffic has been on that new subscribers. It's all, it's all in there. For any of the journals, when you make new journals, which is just as easy as clicking a couple buttons, you now have a way to go in and get like at a glance um, updates on all that stuff right in here. Um, I'm just flipping through these. Uh, search queries. You can find out like how people found you through a popular uh, web service. Uh, and all the way down, you don't need to go look at Apache logs in order to see what the detailed activity on your site is. That's all right in here. Now, yes, all of these things are things that you can get elsewhere, which is so great. But you don't have to get them everywhere. When you sign up for this, you will get all of this. And, and, and the uh, pasta I want to put on this spaghetti is that you remember how you can combine this with member accounts, which means that you don't have to do you know, um, a lot of alchemy to make it so that some people can see some things and others can't see others. You can, like I said, I said this to my, God, I'm trying so hard. I shouldn't say this. I want every site to be that I deal with to be on Squarespace. It's kind of like back in the day when I'd say, hey, if you buy a Mac, I'll be your tech support. <laughs> and if you buy Windows, good luck. Yeah, you're on your I own. I feel that way now with Squarespace. When anybody goes, how many on my website? I'm like, okay, well, give me your email address and a password and I'm going to make you a Squarespace account. <laughs> because the whole idea of like the machinations of what you have to do for all this stuff, I mean, I hope I'm not saying this incorrectly, but you have the ability to go in and do things like who's the one person who's allowed to change the content of the Twitter widget. <laughs> Anything you've put in here, you have control over who has access to that. Um, and so for all these statistics, if, if, I, if I'm reading this correctly, I believe that you have the ability and to go in and, and have all that stuff just work together. So, and uh, as I sit here, and I will just read you some of these things that we've talked about. I, again, it's hard because I wish you could just log in and see this. You should do it. Don't be a jackal. Just go look at this stuff. Managing comments, managing posts, architecture, all the things. You'll see this in things like movable type. You'll see this in things like WordPress. These are wonderful, wonderful services. But I... I as I sit here today, there's nobody that gives me more of what I need to do this stuff uh, rather than Squarespace. And I like having it all in one space. I like having a really, really pretty iPhone, iOS app for being able to um, um, update. And, um, and uh, you know, just one last thing. I'm not sure I mentioned enough. When you post something, like, to a blog or make it to a page or whatever, like, you get a little pull down where you could say, I just want this to be straight HTML. I want this to be WYSIWYG or I want this to be Markdown. Like, whatever your favorite flavor is, you can do it all in that little field. When you pull in an image that, that's uploaded on your Squarespace account, it's as easy as just, you just say, put it here, make it link to this, and it all just works. Again, for you guys who are out there using Jekyll and uh, Plone, uh, you can do all of this, <laughs> but do you really want to send the person at your kid's school for the sake of argument to go use Plone? Please don't do that. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure Plone is fine, but you know. But Sally, the administrative part-time lady, should really not have <laughs> to learn So anyway, we love, uh, we love the Squarespace. We talked about them. And uh, I think we're about ready. We can go back to talking about some of our old tips because uh, they are so good. Not old tips, but you know, I think it's time to revisit some of these. But um, you guys hear this a lot. And I know some of you hear it and don't, don't go there, which is very disappointing to me. I say shame on you, in point of fact. But um, you can go to squarespace.com slash back to work, one word. And uh, you'll get 15% off your uh, next six months. Nice. 
Did you know that? Yeah. Now we do have we do have an offer code, or as you like to call it, a uh, what do you call it? A discount code. Promo code. You know that makes like makes little Ryan cry himself to sleep when you say that. Little Ryan. Little Ryan. Little Ryan. For those of you who don't know, Ryan is our contact there, and he's he's uh, almost seven now. He he's does very, he he does look young. Well, are you on the homepage? Are you at the, are you at the Squarespace right now? I'm Squarespace.com. That's my whenever the, I open a new browser window or a new tab, it goes takes me to Squarespace. Hit the, hit the end button. Go to the bottom of the page. Look at Quills Coffee and Montessorium. Can you look at those? On the, those is examples of sites yeah, people make. Around. Can you look at those and tell that's a Squarespace site? Gosh, look at that Quills. I know exactly. And so if you if you're like a design Man. nerd, yeah, got, go I, there and tell me. To, take a guess who built that. You never you right. never think. And I, I think I think they have a, a, an SDK for designers. I'm not sure. Uh, you could even probably use something. Have you seen that Bear CSS? You seen that yet? Bear Bear CSS is this cool web app where you is that can a euphemism. It's just, it's just, mm, this is not part of the the, the bit. Bear CSS. You go there and you point it at a an HTML file, and it tears out all of the elements and makes a, a blank CSS file. So you could restyle it based on everything that's in there. Wouldn't you have killed for that five years ago? Man, look at this thing. Yeah. So you can go in there, and like I say, I mean, the HTML is just the HTML. You just style stuff, and it's all ID'd and classed out. Uh, so you can make something like this Quill site. This is, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I could spend all day on this. Well, th- we won't get any credit for this, but go to squarespace.com slash examples, just for fun. And go look at that, and tell me if you can guess what kind of uh, platform those sites are on. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. We're not talking about having a thing where you, do, where you just get a right rail and then you just pray it doesn't go down. Like, this is good. So anyway, squarespace.com slash back to work. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep these short. I'm a flawed man. Now, you're going to need a, uh, a promo code for that, Dan. Do you remember what the promo code is for this month, month of two? Bulk bag. Bulk bag. Not book. Not book bag. Not bonk bag. Not bork bag. B-U-L-K-B-A-G. There's no space in bulk bag because it's full. Hmm. 15% on six months. Uh, we, we thank our friends at squarespace.com for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. I'm not kidding, Dan. People should use this. That makes me angry. These jackals keep listening to this and rolling their eyes instead of seeing that this actually is really cool. I, you know what? Plans. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what Squarespace's number one obstacle is. Mm-hmm. It, it compares Squarespace to any other solution out there that you can go and pay, pay a monthly fee to, and they're going to win this. They're mm-hmm. going to win this fight. Okay. They're competing with the fact that you can go set up a WordPress blog mm. for, for nothing. And in, people, like, in, like, in like two seconds. And, and that, that has defined what people's experience is. And they go and they think, well, I know what this kind of thing is. I use this WordPress thing. I, I didn't like it very much. Squarespace must be, yeah, sure, you can do these great things. But uh, I've, been, I've done this. I'm going to stick with it. But that's not what it's like. And that's why we really, people need to just go there and just try it out and that's see what it's like. Go to meuhealth.com. Go look that's at that. I'm sitting there already. You look at meuhealth? You look me at you that? Health, yeah. Now, I know, I don't know if they can make clouds float past uh, buildings with a click, but this is this is the thing. It's, it's If you are one of those nerds who sits there and, and does all the tech stuff, like, wouldn't it be nice for you to just be able to go hire a designer who could drop like a page of CSS and some assets in and come up with something like this that's manageable? Anyway... I just love them so much. Squarespace.com. Get a room. Okay. Yeah, I know. I will. I want one. I want to, they should bring me up there to visit. I keep, I keep saying to Ryan, I should, I should, they should bring me up Where there. are they, up there in New York? Up there? Oh, yeah, up uh, there on Briar. Yeah, I think they're in uh, no, the I think they're coming to South By. It's a shame you're not. I think they'll be there. I'll ask. I'm going to email Ryan right now. Ryan. Do you know how much hand sanitizer Ryan. I would need to go to South by Southwest? Ryan. 
No, it's too late. I couldn't even get a hotel room. South I have to South stay West. in like New Austin or something. Are you going to be at South by? Merlin is asking. Mm-hmm. Email I probably sent. Have to probably have to stay in Haverbrook. Uh, is there somebody in uh, one of one of my friends here? Uh, Joel Bush. He's the guy who runs uh, Bush Amplifier. You ever heard of these guys? They do really the really, tons of cool stuff. These guys do that, and mm-hmm. he says he's listening. He says, please come to Austin in the springtime. How much counts as paid? Let's make this happen. Joe Bush says lodging is easy. What's Joe, what's, what's he do for a living? He makes an amplifier? Yeah. yeah. The, you ever seen those uh, inspiration posters? And the, oh, the, come on. The take of like despair, the ones that... that Customer the, service. The if take we stop off. answering the phone, maybe they'll stop bothering yeah, us. Yeah, they do those. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, they no, do. No, not those. Not those. He probably does different ones. No, they do those. I don't believe that. That's all right. You don't know anybody famous. That's weird. Huh. Uh, Sorry. Should, they, should, they, I mean, they do a lot of other stuff too. They took me, they gave me a tour, their whole operation. It's ama- it's amazing what these guys do. You wouldn't believe it. The te- Like when you think of like screen printing, you think of like, I do, I do constantly. You think of like a, like a, a, a guy with dreads. No, you I know. think of children in a galley. Well, <laughs> most people think of like a guy with dreads and like a really, like just like paint everywhere. And these guys run like a world-class operation. And so are you telling me, so if I were to go there, and Joel Bush, by the way, is a very handsome man. If I were to go there, you're telling me I would not hear any reggae. Could that be assured? I didn't when I was there. That's all I can say. You're right to jump. I'm, I'm writing to someone on Twitter. I very seldom do this. But they do uh-huh. so much cool stuff. And I mean, they like, you ever heard of Glenn's Tees? I think they do, they do a lot of those. They I think do you make the, a lot of this stuff up. So I'm, I'm a lot of stuff with MailChimp. Oh, Canary Trap. Oh, I like those MailChimp guys. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? <clears throat> Get me hooked up with your Joel Bush guy. Well, yes. I, uh, I don't know if I want to. Name check and Mark D. Christina. That's a good sign. Oh, and look at this. Ryan already wrote back. Yes, he says. Yes. So he'll be at South Park. get a Kickstarter to bring me there. Here's what I want. I want a Kickstarter. I thought it had to. Weren't there rules about what you can do a Kickstarter? I don't think about? there's rules anymore, Dan. <laughs> I, I guess not. No, it used to be like it had to be supportive of the arts. I think you can have, if you use Helvetica, and it's turned right, you could get a Kickstarter for a new clutch for your car. All right. Hold Jesus. on. Let me see what this is. I need to hear more about Kickstarter. Really? Tell me more about Kickstarter. Oh, start no, start your Sorry, project. Andy. I don't need to listen to the show. But Kickstarter no, it's it's is great. the world's largest funding platform for creative projects every week. Tens of thousands of amazing... How about a Kickstopper? Is there a way that I could fund things that I don't want people to make anymore? Cannot be used John, John to... John Roderick and I. John Roderick and I could start one for Scott Toilet Paper, I think. We're very, very upset about Scott Toilet Paper. We should do a Kickstopper. Would it be a punt stopper? What would we call it? Please stop making this. Go ahead, read it. Kickstarter wants to bring me there. I'll come too. I'm just tired of paying <laughs> my own money for th- these things, Dan. <laughs> do you know how long it takes to book a flight on United? Uh. Literally, literally two and a half years. Oh, oh, middle seats? You, ever, you know what's on those seats? Human butts. There's been butts, nothing but butts on. Nobody comes in there and puts roses on those seats. It's butts all day long. It's people scooting around. You go in the bathroom. I, you know, my plane didn't have water. It had a handmade little sign that somebody put together that was grammatically incorrect that said, water broken. <laughs> water broken. You know, I was like, no water. No water. Please use sanitizer. It didn't even say thanks with an exclamation point. 
I'm done, Dan. I'm done. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to I'm creative gonna, projects. That's all. That's the only limit I'm gonna on this. Sit anymore. down. I'm going to I'm going to take off my pants. I'm going to sit down and put a towel on my chair. I'm going to sit down and I'm not leaving here. That's it. If my kid needs to be picked up, I'm going to call a friend. I mean, they call, they call it gypsy taxi. I'm going to I'm going to have. That's it. I'm done. Projects cars- projects with a creative purpose. I think that's the definition of what you'd be coming out here for. Maybe we'll start one up. Kickstart me. Now, see, the, people would use the people would use the kickstop on me. I would use it on you immediately. Oh, I'd use it on you so hard. Do I get to be specific? Yeah. (laughs) Now, I'm sure that with the right kind of money, you could still get a hotel room. I don't have the right kind of money, Dan. I need people to pay me for these things. This is the thing. Everybody goes, hey. No, I mean, with the the Kickstarter, you could kickstart the room. I got a kind of cranky cranky note from $500 continent guy. Who is that? What? $500 coming to the continent guy. He's really nice, but it was a little cranky. Oh, was he listening to the show? I don't know. I guess. I feel bad. I feel bad. I wish this were easy. I wish this were easy. It is not easy. It is not easy. It is not easy. It is not easy. I'm the walrus. <laughs> we don't have time for, uh, what time is it? What have we got here? Oh, it's pretty long. It's pretty long. Um, you know what, though? I mean, when we do a spot and, and do a bit before we go into, you know, I'm telling you, here's my one quick thing on this, and I thought this was good. So, I still want to do economic indicators. We'll come back to that another time. But um, I was talking to this guy uh, who's really smart, and we were talking about like uh, the culture. Aren't we interested in the culture of companies? Is that not something we think about? The culture of teams, the culture of companies. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's a huge thing we talk about on here. Like when when did this suddenly accidentally become a place that that we isn't the place we wanted to work at? When did we lose the zest or the what the courage, the interest, the fun that made this place interesting? I can't decide if this is a good topic. What's happened at this place we used to, we used to no, love to come said, to? This is quicker than we got to go. All right. I said, my daughter's four years old, and I love her more than anything in the world. And I, if I had my druthers, I would spend the rest of my life trying to make sure she stayed exactly the age and person that she is. <laughs> I would love it so much. And to a lesser degree, I felt that way when she was three. I felt that way when she was two. I felt that a little bit when she was born, but not so much. I was pretty ready for that culture to evolve. But... Uh, this is this is so obvious that it has to be said. But as much as I want her to be four and like l- be literally standing at the door with a lightsaber when I get home and like screaming and jumping up and down, do you know what that feels like? It's the best. I, I would love for her to be twenty five and still be doing that, not in a creepy way. But I would love that. I wish I could bottle that. I think about that every single day when I walk home. But there's a problem, and that problem is that it's not my job to keep her four. That it is my job to stay the heck out of the way for her to become four and a half and five and six and seven. Yes, this is the thing about kids because it is really, really hard to watch your kid get older and it's rewarding and people can BS about this, but it hurts your heart when your kid gets older. It hurts so much. You wish they still laughed at the same jokes. You know, uh, you wish they still like wanted to go to the same restaurants, any of that. I think that's what happens. Sorry, kid stuff makes me cry. I'm sorry. But that's what it's like in a company. You go like, how do I keep... My kid was so cool when she was four and now she's nine and she's a total dick. Like, how do I get the culture back? (laughs) And the problem is your kid's nine. Like, that's what your kid is, right? And so, yes, it helps to have a good culture all along the way, whether it's for a kid or a company. But like the best thing that you can do to maintain the company, I, I think... There's a reason I don't have a job. But I think one of the best things you can do to maintain whatever you want in your company is to keep remembering what about your relationship makes it special and then be ready for that change. And think, if you like, to use a word I don't like, proactively, about instead of being sad and baleful and nostalgic about how it used to be, 
Like, how do you remember that that relationship is constantly evolving? And then if you're a leader inside that company, it's mostly your job to get out of the way. And then if there's stuff that you can improve, yes, it is to fund that. And it is to make sure. But you know what What you could also do? I could ask my nine-year-old, like, what do you wish I did differently? What culture do you wish we still had? And you might find, like, a joke that's still funny to both of you. It doesn't mean it has to change completely, but I know that gets hard. I know it's hard with a kid. I can't imagine how hard that must get when you go from two people to five people to 700 people. I can't, I can't even imagine what that's like. But, I mean, you can't keep 700 people four years old unless you, you know, have a really big boat or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but I, I keep thinking about that. It was yeah. accidentally something kind of smart that I said that, that really struck me emotionally. And I, and I realized that when a lot of people try to like, they're trying to get back to this thing that's already gone. It's this very Proust kind of idea about like, wow, this party was really fun. Why can't it be like this all the time? And it's because we're not the same people anymore. We're not the same company anymore. And when you try and bolt on or graft on all of these things, now that you've got a little more money, you can buy more bagels. So bagel day is going to be fun again, right? Well, no, bagel day was really fun because you guys were working an unhealthy number of hours and finally had a chance to leave the room. Maybe the culture now needs to be that you get to go home and have bagel time with your kids so that when you're at work, you're productive and happy. It was really fun. You have, you survived kind of like when you're a pregnant lady and everybody tells you about their tears, like you're proud of what you made it through when you were doing that for 18 hours a day. But like, isn't there some part of that culture that you're really, really, really glad is over? Anyway, I don't have, I don't have an answer, but just because it made me cry a little bit to think about it, I think that's worth thinking about. Yeah. What's, the, what's the culture you want to create rather than the culture that you want to falsely maintain? We should do a show on this because I think it might be interesting. I love that topic. Anyway, if your kid has a lightsaber, I think you're doing something right. Hmm. Should give me a valentine with uh, Anakin on it. That's nice. I'm going to get her a boat, put her on a boat. Stupid kid. You want to button this up? Yeah, okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin man.